What's going on, AW family? It's it's been a while. Uh, this is your uh, friendly ex portfolio manager, Chris Austin, here, and uh, I've just been thinking about the fact that I had a bunch of these files that I had recorded for the podcast that I've been running before I left, and uh, figured you all would probably be interested in them. Uh, so here are what we're going to call the lost tapes. Uh, they're not going to be quite as used up as, as the ones I was doing before because I got all this other stuff to do these days. But uh, I wanted you all to have them. I miss you all. And uh, we're going to start with Domaine Rollet and Cedric Ducote and Ellen Jacquemeyer, who uh, is from Genuine Wines. Um, I think you guys just got a DI in it from what I heard. So uh, timing should be good. Uh, so enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the brief and wonderful portion of the Give a Sip podcast. Today, we're with Cedric Ducote and Ellen Jacquemeyer from Domaine Rollet uh, in, in Jura. Um, I hope I didn't butcher your names too much, but Cedric and Ellen, thanks for, uh, for joining the podcast today. Bonjour, thanks Kim. for having Bonjour us. Thank you very much for hosting us today. I'm glad to, to be here in direct from Arbois in Jura, for sure. Yeah, we're very excited. I mean, as, as I've told you both before, you know, Jura is, it has a very special place in my heart and, and my wife's. Um, when we had traveled to France uh, a few years ago, she had the choice of Champagne, uh, Burgundy, or Jura as a region to go visit. And she, without questioning, said Jura is where she wanted to go. And we actually spent some time at Domaine Relais there um, before we even started working with you. So it's, okay, it's, it's an honor for me to, to work so with you, the wines you, now. You know what to do to keep your wife, Chris. Exactly. Life, <laughs> happy life. That's the goal. That's exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Comte and Jura. That's all I need in this house to keep her happy. <laughs> life, is, life is easy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was. I was really impressed uh, by the, the. I guess the tasting room in Arbois, but the the domain, the cellar there. This, the history uh, for Rolet is pretty prolific. You guys go back to the '40s. Could you share a little bit of the the family's history and the origins of Domain Rolet? Yes, for sure, Chris, with great pleasure. Um, so, as you, as you mentioned, you're very right. Um, domain, the Domain uh, Rollet was founded in, um, in 1942, to be, uh, to be precise. So, it's not the oldest domain uh, that you can find in, uh, in this tiny vineyard of Jura. But um, in a short period of time, uh, the Rollet family succeeded in, um, in uh, expanding and in developing their, uh, their domain uh, quite largely. Uh, because they, um, they, uh, they, they got uh, one leitmotiv to be able to express and to, um, to produce uh, the four appellations that you can find in Jura. So they worked for, uh, for decades to, uh, to buy land and to establish, to develop, to plant their own vineyard themselves uh, in Arbois, in, uh, in Côte du Jura, in L'Etoile and in Château Chalon. And in two generations only, uh, because their father, Désiré Rollet, was the first, um, the first uh, uh, man to establish the domain in Forlito, as I said. And then he was joined by his, um, by his four children, Pierre, uh, Guy, Bernard, and Eliane, um, in, uh, in the next 25 years. And the second generation succeeded in um, making the domain one of the first 100% uh, family estate of Jura uh, producing the four appellations. Hmm. And um, so they, uh, they run the estate uh, till 2018. Uh, at that time, Pierre was, was the oldest, uh, the oldest uh, son, was 76 years old. And um, for different reasons, they, uh, they came to a point to, uh, to find um, a new family to take over them, their, their domain. And in 2018, the, um, the domain was taken over by uh, 
three families, in fact, uh, the family de Villard, the family Flambert, and the family Dupuis, who are now um, holding the estates. And I joined uh, the domain in, um, in June 2018. Ah, very nice. And, you're, and uh, just for everyone listening, what is your role with the, uh, with the estate? So I am the registrar of, uh, of Domaine Rollet. Ah, very good. So basically, you, you make everything happen. <laughs> uh, mainly the, the problems, as you know, is, is uh, yeah. what we make uh, the more often. But uh, no, I'm, I'm joking. Yes, uh, so I'm taking care about, uh, about the vineyards, about the, the, the cellar, the, the business, the marketing, and uh, what everything that you can, uh, we can do in the domain. Of course, I'm not, uh, I'm not alone. Uh, I have the chance to, uh, to, be, uh, to be supported and to be uh, helped by, uh, by a team of 25 people. Uh, yeah. shared between the cellar, the vineyards, uh, the testing room, uh, and, and the office. Um, so it's not, uh, it's not uh, done only by myself, but uh, by all the team that I am very pleased to, uh, to work with. Yeah, that's, that's quite an endeavor. And, and, and um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're one of only a handful of uh, Vigneron Independent in, uh, in the Arbois, right? I think there's only five or six that actually... Yeah have their own vineyards for the wines that they produce in the Arbois? Vigneron Indépendant, it's a kind of an association. So you, you, you can decide to, uh, to, uh, to, um, to be part uh, or not of the, of the association. Uh, so there is more than, uh, than that in Arbois in terms of Vigneron Indépendant. Uh, but um, because Jura, it's, uh, it's a tiny vineyard. It's uh, just represent uh, around 2,000 hectares. So I guess it's around 4,000 acres. Um, but uh, you have a lot, a lot of very, very small estates that only work on one or two hectares, um, mm -hmm. while some, uh, some other um, will, uh, will be slightly bigger, uh, among which we are, because we, we have the chance to own 60 hectares. So we are with two other estates, one of the largest producers family owned uh, in Jura, like Stefan Tissot or uh, Jacques Tissot or some, uh, some of our sure. co-workers. That's, that's a pretty amazing uh, sentence you just said there, that you're one of the largest with six hectares in, in many other parts oh, 60, of, of 60, the world. 60 hectares. Oh, 60. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. 60 is pretty, pretty reasonable then, yes. I thought but you we, are only, we are the only one to, uh, to uh, work uh, our vineyards, our own vineyards in the different appellations without buying any wine. Ah, there you go. That's a great this distinction. Is, uh, this is a very important point. So it's, um, it's requesting uh, a certain uh, logistic organization, as you can imagine. Uh, but um, it's, uh, it's a really, um, a really uh, positive point uh, that, uh, that we, we can operate on, this, on these four appellations. Absolutely. That's, a, that's definitely a differentiating point for, uh, for you all, for sure. I mean, that's a special thing mm -hmm. to say, is being the only ones. Uh, and that, that comes with a lot of, a lot of history. I, I think you don't get that unless you've had a lot of time uh, in the area. Yes, because, um, uh, because if, we, if we look a little bit behind, um, you know, Jura, um, after Phylloxera, was, was close to disappear. Before Phylloxera, the, the vineyard was covering um, around 20,000 acres, um, as, around as big as Burgundy today. And um, the credit of Philoxera arrived and uh, the vineyard was close to disappeared. Only uh, 200 hectares uh, more or less remained during the Philoxera crisis. So lots of lands were, uh, were empty after, after the crisis. And uh, the wines were, was, not, um, the, the, was not a priority because uh, the, the people was not winning uh, money. They preferred to, uh, to have cause. You know that Jura is making as well another great... Uh, great uh, 
um, staff that you mentioned Conte. So it was it was better to have cows and lands uh, at that time than producing wines. So um, and furthermore, uh, the, the the plan in Jura uh, back to to that time was not to. Um, to focus on what is making our, our strength today, but they were making some everyday wine. Uh, as you know, the, the, the situation of the, of the vineyards, we are in this part of France on the Switzerland border, so it's a semi-continental climate. We have a lot of rain. It's not very easy to make a, a everyday wine without uh, having uh, yields and uh, low-cost production, while south of France, they do that very well. So um, Philoxera, in fact, helped the Jura to, re to refocus on what uh, made Jura Jura, and it's what we have today. So, um, in fact, the, the domain was founded on that time, and uh, the Rollet were uh, one of the first to, uh, to be convinced that there is something to, to do with, uh, with this land. And the reason why they, they, they focus 100% to, uh, to develop the, the, the wine industry. Um, and uh, I, I'm telling you that because they were, in fact, uh, pioneers in different point of in different uh, categories they were uh, they were the first to make a single grape variety cuvee in in jura like really? 100% uh, pulsa 100% trousseau 100% savagnin etc they were as well the first to produce magnums i guess that we will talk about that point later uh, later on this postcard and mm -hmm. um, they 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 were uh, one of the few people that push to to have the recognition of the appellation crément du jura because Jura was making bubbles for a long time, but they, they, it was the, we are the last region of France uh, who have been recognized with Cremant. It was in the middle of the 90s, and Rollet pushed a lot to have this, uh, this recognition. Good. Well, well, I'm glad they did, because Cremant de Jura is, um, uh, by, my, by my account, the, the best of the Cremants. That's where I prefer. I, I if, love if, you Jura, say it, if you say it, I trust you, Chris. <laughs> So. I agree too. I second <laughs> that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, so you, you talked a little bit about it, uh, uh, and you mentioned your your four different vineyards, and so there are obviously different parts of the Jura. So, what is it about the Jura that that you find that makes it the terroir so so unique and so special? I think so. You know, it's, it's um, there is no uh, there is no uh, secret. Uh, there is no more secret in Jura that you will have in uh, other region. You know that. Um, what is making uh, a vineyard very specific? It's a combination of different uh, different elements. From my point of view, you have for sure uh, the soil, uh, and Jura is uh, is rich in a very specific kind of soil, which is called marne, not marl, but marne. It's an oxidized kind of clay uh, that fits very well for the trousseau or the savagna. Uh, so it's a combination of of soil. Uh, it's a combination of the, as well of climate and uh, of history and men and people. I, it's better to say people than men because there is a lot of women as well, men uh, working in the, in the wine industry now. Um, so sorry for that. Uh, so people. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the combination of this uh, element, soil, history, so people and, and climate that is making Jura. Uh, so Marne, we talked about Marne. Um, there, there is two villages where you have a lot uh, of Marne. It's uh, Montinésard-sur, north of Arbois, and Château Chalon, which is very famous for uh, the, the vin jaune. And uh, in Montinésard-sur, it's uh, where you're going to find the most of the Trousseau produced in the uh, Jura wine region. Trousseau, it's a red grape that fits very well on red Marne. Um, we will find more limestone in Côte du Jura or in L'Etoile uh, with more um, 
marine fossils, which will give to the white wine coming from L'Etoile a very nice, precise, uh, flinty and straight-to-the-point profile. Uh, the Chardonnay and Côte du Jura uh, are more on a I would say a more common uh, mix of clay and limestone soil. So we will have some expression of Chardonnay that we are more used to find in, in Bourgogne, for example, while um, the Chardonnay Narbois will, will, will offer a little bit more uh, sweetness, uh, savory and more uh, ripeness uh, profile. Le, so the, the Marne, uh, talking about the Marne, Marne uh, fits very well for two kinds of grapes. For the first one, we're going to talk about Savagna. So Savagna is uh, the second white grapes that you can find in Jura. Savagna will fit and will express super well on gray marl. So the difference between gray and red marl is going to be a difference of oxidation of the clay. Okay. okay? Uh, and uh, the Savagna uh, is the base of two different kinds of wine, what we're going to call the floral whites or the, the oxidative characters. Um, and uh, the, the Trousseau and the Pulsar, you're going to find the Trousseau more on red marl, as I said, in Montigny mainly, because uh, Montigny is the place offering the most of um, surfacing red marl on, uh, on the slopes. And um, the Pulsar will, will go more on the, on the, the, first, uh, the first part of the slope. What, something I didn't say, Chris, is that... Um, by the fact that Jura is very, it's very small, in fact, all the vineyards, almost all the vineyards, uh, are planted on slopes. There is no plain vineyards in our region. That's great. So, and, uh, and a rare so, distinction, I, I would imagine. Yes, I, I, I can't think of another region in France that does that. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So it's, 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 it's good because when you, you were mentioning about the Cremant uh, and what is making Cremant Jura so specific is because, in fact, the vineyards dedicated to, to produce Cremant in Jura are not uh, second-level vineyards that are not producing good steel wine. In fact, they are, they are vineyards from slopes as well. So that it's not... Um, the, the, the Cremant and Jura are made from great vineyards. So that it's, it's, it's a very uh, an important point to be mentioned. Um, le, what I wanted to say as well is that um, talking about um, the, the, the slopes, uh, if you look at a, on a map, uh, and you, 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 because in fact, we are not far from, from Bourgogne, and it's one hour drive east of Burgundy. And um, in fact, our two vineyards are facing each other. What separates both vineyards is um, the, the Saône River that um, flow in between the both vineyards, and the, the Saône, in fact, uh, uh, dig the soil between both vineyards, and both vineyards are facing each other. So Jura Vineyard is mainly facing west to southwest, while Burgundy is more facing east. Generally speaking, uh, there is always exception, but if we look, if we talk about uh, generalities, it's going to be this, this kind of stuff. So we, we and this, um, this facing is quite important because uh, our climate, uh, climate, pardon, uh, we have much more rain and uh, cooler temperatures than in Burgundy. So facing west will help us to, uh, to reach the ripeness uh, and uh, all, the, all the, the elements that we need to, uh, to achieve a, a good vintage. Sure, need a little bit more of the sun's help. Exactly, yes. Alors, yeah. it's, it's true today. Will it be true uh, tomorrow? This is another question. Yeah, that's, yeah. With global warming, who, who knows? Because maybe. you know the, the, challenge <laughs> of, uh, the challenge of Jura, and um, I think this vintage, it's, uh, it's the, the good... Um, the, Enfin, the good. It's the, the good uh, opportunity to talk about it because we got uh, uh, frost usually uh, last April. 
um, the, the challenge for our vineyards uh, within the next decades uh, will be to face to, uh, to more and more spring frost in, uh, in April and May. Oh, geez. So, right. yeah, that's that is not when you want frost. No, no. So it's, uh, that's going to be... A, so that's why I said um, the challenge tomorrow will not uh, to, to have maybe waste exposure, but uh, will be to preserve uh, natural freshness and to find a ways to, um, to prevent or to, uh, to limit uh, the damages from uh, spring frost. Absolutely. Well, uh, before we dive a little bit more into the grapes, because I think they're all very fascinating and also part of what makes Jura so unique, I, I did want to just touch on, um, you know, the the soils that are in, in Jura, you mentioned quite a bit about, but uh, I think the forming of those from, you know, several million years ago, essentially when the Alps were created, um, you know, created these uh, incredibly old um, terroirs that that are, you know, not super deep, where I think in a lot of other areas around the world, you might have those available, but you have to go, you know, you know, many, many feet down before you can reach them. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah, Jura, it seems like it's the, pretty... Okay. The, the Alps, the, Alps are, the, the rise of the Alps, in fact, um, help to push on the surface uh, soil that uh, um, are usually underneath. Because the, all the man that we find in, uh, in Jura on the surface that uh, are reaching up to the surface, uh, this, is, this is due to the, to the Alps. You, you have the man in Burgundy, but they are very far underneath. Right. So, in fact, Jura, uh, we, we have our vineyards in Jura located on old, older soil than, our, uh, other, than other regions. It's from the Jurassic period, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Jura <laughs> is coming from the Jurassic name, as you said. And uh, so, so our, our geology, our terroir, uh, are, are from this uh, geological period. Yeah, that's, that's a, a pretty impressive because uh, having such, well, relatively easy access to, to those types of soils is, is definitely an advantage for, for Jura, for sure. Mm -hmm. And the reason was as well, we... Um, there is f only very few places uh, in the planet where you're going to find uh, the, the, the varieties we work with. So we mentioned Chardonnay Pinot Noir. So this is, um, uh, you, you know them very well, but um, talking about Savagnin, Savagnin, not Sauvignon, but Savagnin, um, it's something it's, that you find May and 98% in Jura. Pulsar mm -hmm. is found only in Jura. Trousseau, you're going to find Many enjoy. You will find a little bit as well in uh, in Portugal, but uh, mainly, the majority of the trousseau produced on Earth comes from our vineyards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we've actually seen a little bit pop up in um, in California, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. we've uh, we have a couple in our portfolio. So when we get our, your next vintage, I'm going to have a little comparison, and it'll be fun for the team to okay. see the difference. Um, and I I'm pretty sure I know which one will win. <laughs> um, send me an invitation yeah. chris i will be glad to attend as well the testing yeah and it's um in portugal they call it bastardo right bastardo. That's the, yes you're right yes. you're right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so excellent so yeah those are some some main grapes you definitely don't see very many other places in the world no um, exactly yes and then one other uh, very particular thing to uh to draw is vanjon can you tell us a little bit about what vanjon is Yes, there is vin jaune. So vin jaune, it's uh, we we call it. Uh, if you, if I if I can make a little um, a little uh, parallel, uh, vin jaune, it's called the the king of wines and the wine of the kings. Nice. 
the eternal vin jaune. It's uh, le vin jaune pour l'éternité. It's something that will uh, never get end. Um, so vin jaune, it's a specificities, uh, specificity pardon, uh, from our, our region that uh, the first track of vin jaune uh, is from the 18th century, around the 1770s. Um, and is in fact um, a wine uh, coming from the grape Savagna, uh, which, are, which is not top, uh, topped off. You say topped off or not topped? There is no ouillage. And um, you can call a wine vin jaune if there is conditions. It has to come, as I said, from 100% Savagnin grapes produced in Jura for sure. Uh, and the second condition that your, your Savagnin has to uh, be aged for a minimum of six years and three months in barrel without being topping. Wow. So, uh, so what happens to the wine in the barrel when you don't top it like that? So you will have, um, you will have uh, a development of, on the surface of the, of the wine, um, what we call a ville, a voile, a, a ville of yeast, a voile de levure, um, which is very specific of, um, of Jura. It's not the same because you have as well some vin de voile in Reres, for example, but it's not the same uh, yeast. It's not the same ville. Uh, so we have a, it's a very thin skin of, of yeast. You can find easily some pictures on, uh, on Google or I can send you some, uh, some from, from the domain. There is no, no, no difficult. And, and this voile uh, will take place naturally in the barrels. Um, and we'll have two uh, results. First one is going to pro protect the wine from, uh, oxida from oxygen because the wine remains very sensitive to oxidation, as you say, uh, as you know. Uh, oxygen is not a very good friend uh, for the wine, so the, the veal, the yeast, will protect the, the wine from um, uh, quick oxidation. But by doing that, at the same time, they will uh, change the, the aromatic profile of the Savagna. Savagna grape, if you, if you taste it uh, like a cuvée Savagna houillé, um, which is a topped Savagna made like a Chardonnay, You will, you will easily uh, figure that uh, it's a grape which can remember you Gewurz um, Traminer, the grape from Alsace, uh, because it's, it belongs to the Traminer family. When you look at the, 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 the grape varieties families, so Savagnin mm -hmm. is a Traminer. So it's going to express naturally uh, this um, elegant, richy, flowery, Um, like um, perfume uh, by, by, by in, in its DNA, but mm -hmm. uh, when we're gonna age the Savagnin in, in our cellar in, in Jura, uh, the ville will completely change this primarily uh, perfumes uh, to something more tertiary, and uh, it's after the aging that you will discover the note of um, curry, mushrooms, uh, forest floor like uh, caverns, um, there is, there is a, a, a word that, um, that uh, is used, which is used to, um, to, to, for these perfumes. It's called the sotolon, S-O-T-O-L-O-N. Okay. And sotolon, it's uh, the molecule, aromatic molecule, that describes well uh, what you get as a bouquet in a vin jaune or in a, in a white tradition, for example. So Tolon, so it's going to be a curry, um, uh, nutty, almond, uh, these very nice characters, so specific to the vin jaune. 
excellent. Yeah, and then you, um, it also has a, the, the Clavelin bottle, right? The yes, special yes, bottle exactly, that has to go exactly. in. And, you have yeah. the Clavelin. Uh, so the Clavelin, it's, um, the, the, it's a specific uh, format and uh, shape. It's um, uh, 62 centiliters. Which is yeah a unique a unique size for sure. A unique size, yes, exactly. It's um so it's it's not easy to get in the in the in the US because it's not a format which is internationally recognized. So the reason why you can find some thirty five thirty seven point five centiliters clavelin in in the US. That's yes, exactly. And we have some coming uh, with our next order. So hopefully, uh, so. yes, for exactly. the holidays. Yeah. And so the question, uh, why 62 centiliters? And um, so there is different, different answers. The most poetic uh, is going to be because the, it, it's, it's what you get after the aging from one liter. So ah, one liter okay. of wine at, um, uh, for example, the 2021 20, uh, that we're going to harvest, we will, uh, we will uh, put it in barrel in 2022. And we will uh, we will uh, get it in 2028. Wow! And so 38% is the angels share that that comes exactly. off. Exactly. The, the, wow. They are very um, generous, the angels in Jura. Yeah, <laughs> thirsty, thirsty angels. Thirsty, exactly. pardon. I was I was not remembering the, the exactly. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... It's a beautiful story. I, I hadn't actually heard that before, and, and I like that a lot. Um, and uh, so the vin jaune can be made everywhere in Jura. So you can find some Arbois vin jaune, some Côte du Jura vin jaune, some Étoile vin jaune, and some Château Chalon. The specificity of Château Chalon uh, is that this appellation, Château Chalon, produce only vin jaune. Hmm. While the other one, Etoile Arbois Côte du Jura, you can find some Arbois Chardonnay, Arbois Trousseau, uh, Côte du Jura uh, uh, Van Pie, etc. But Chateau Chalon produces only vin jaune. Wow. Okay. And if for, for, for some reason the, the quality or they decide to do not produce uh, vin jaune Chateau Chalon, they call it Côte du Jura. They cannot call it Chateau Chalon. Wow. Excellent. This is a question. There is a good question for sommelier, Chris. Yes. Um, ask them uh, which vintage um, didn't produce Chateau Chalon. Oh, that is a good question. I, mm -hmm. I wonder. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure most of the the psalms in in Seattle will know. We have quite a knowledgeable crowd out here. Um, but uh, then I, I think I'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Coco Vanjon as well. That's a, a traditional. Yes. Is your dish that's uh, actually uh, the only um, suitable Coco Vangeon I've had outside of France was from uh, a friend of mine here in, in Seattle's restaurant, Lorsan. Um, okay. And he actually is the one who he gave me the re recommendations to go to Grappio and yeah. But that's a traditional traditional dish that I think um, uh, we should see more of here. I, I love Coco Vangeon. You, you know, usually with the Savagnin. Um, What, what is good, uh, an easy an easy pairing is uh, is uh, is Conte for sure, but um, try to find some matured Conte, not uh, not a young boy Conte. You have to go on 24 or 30 months of aging, and mm. it's gonna be uh, excellent. And if you if you are looking for something more specific, you mentioned Coco Vin Jaune, so it's uh, it's a it's a chicken with a cream mush uh, morals 
and a splash of, of vin jaune uh, during the cooking to have the, the flavor. And then you, have, you, you drink a glass of vin jaune. You can as well go with, uh, with a, tru um, uh, a trout of, uh, with vin jaune. Trout of vin jaune, c'est ça? Trout? Trout. yes. With vin jaune. Something more uh, as well now, uh, fusion. Uh, you can uh, imagine having some uh, curries. Curries and vin jaune match very, very well. Like Thai, thai curries. Oh, sure, yes. that makes a lot of sense. It's yeah, great. Some tagine from uh, North Africa is doing a, a perfect match as well. And there is plenty of new way to enjoy vin jaune than um, than the traditional. Alors, I, I I eat a lot of coco vin jaune for sure, but uh, sometimes <laughs> to change uh, <laughs> to change, it's good to uh, to explore new uh, new kind of cuisine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so before we get off the off the uh, Vangon topic too, uh, can you explain the difference between Vangon and things like Savonine uh, Week or or what like what what is the difference and distinction between those and, fact, and why? In fact, when um, Vangon, as I said, it, it has to be 100% Savagna uh, and you have to respect an aging of at least six years and three months. We go over than that timing at, uh, at the domain. We do uh, seven or seven plus. Um, however, if um, if uh, you do less than six years, you cannot call it vin jaune, but you can still bottle the wines. Okay. So you will produce, uh, for example, a Narbois Savagna. So yeah, it's so, so, be... so it saw the veil for a couple of years, but not long enough to be exactly. Jaune. So you will have the you will have the the flavors. You will have uh, the taste. It's so it's gonna be an oxidative white wine, but it will not have the, the, the depth, the intensity, and the vibrancy of the vin jaune. Perfect. And, That's you very can, and, and this, this Savagnan, which will not uh, achieve because you, you decide to... Uh, because, because vin jaune is very specific, so sometimes having a Savagnan that will have spent two, three, four years in barrels instead of six years is going to be easier to approach and maybe easier to drink as well. Because you know, oxidative oxidative wine world, it's not uh, an easy word to access because it's changed completely the way that you are tasting the wines. You are you have to uh, think about new perfumes. Uh, uh, you have to uh, to to put your mood in uh, this uh, in this uh, wine world. You cannot compare uh, a Savagnin oxidative with a Chardonnay. It's impossible. Sure, absolutely. So no, I think I think some of the um... Veiled wines have, uh, you know, they're some of the most mind-expanding wines that you can try because they have such different characteristics, like you're saying, and, and mm -hmm. you have to approach mm -hmm. wine from such a different angle. And it's the same same base material. It's the same grape, but just having so much uh, influence from, you know, it, it's essentially a whole extra layer of terroir from the cellar influencing the way that the wine is aging. Um, that's, exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's definitely something that can really open people's minds. It's a different profile for sure, like you said, and, and takes uh, perhaps some getting used to, but um, that's, that's honestly why my wife <laughs> picked Jura, because she wanted to go drink as much Vangeron as she could. If you taste side by side a bottle of Savagnin, a top Savagnin, Savagnin Ouillet, and a bottle of Vangeron, Uh, you, you will tell me, but Cedric, you are crazy. It's not the same grape. It's not possible. But it, it is, in fact, the same grape. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a, lots mm. of fun. So, and we'll have both coming here in the in the fall, so we'll be yes. able to 
to do that with the team. And, um, and, and the cuvée tradition, the, the, the cuvée Arbois or Côte du Jura tradition, in fact, are a mix, a blend, pardon, between Chardonnay and Savagnin. Uh, and they give you um, the, 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 the character of vin jaune with an, uh, an easier approach. Yeah, that line thing. is so much fun. Yeah, very good I love cuvée. that line. And um, we, we do an edging of four years for our Savagnin for this cuvée. So we are among the domains that, that offers uh, one of the most typed uh, oxidative wine. That's, yeah, I, I love that wine. That, that is the expression de terroir is probably the most talked about mm -hmm. Rolet wine in, in Seattle market, I think, because of how interesting it is. Um, yes. And it is such a good gateway, like you said, to this, to this world. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, we, we talked about the 1942 origins. Um, so obviously there's an extensive history uh, in Arbois for Domaine Rolet. How, how far back does your cellar go? So we have the chance to um, to to have thanks to the um, uh, to the work of uh, of Pierre Rollet, uh, we have a very um, excellent vinotech at the domain, 100% uh, in Magnums and in Clavelin, so for vin jaune, uh, that was uh, uh, to travel for four decades. Wow! From today back to 1979. Wow, that's amazing. And so you have access, so you, I guess I should say our, our team has access to magnums it's, dating back to 1979. Yes, it's incredible. So it's, um, it's uh, very uh, limited quantities for sure. It's incredible. I had the chance to taste all, uh, all the Vinotech with Pierre and Guy, and it was an unbelievable moment. Yeah, next time invite me. Yes, well, for sure. <laughs> Tom take tomorrow, uh, Chris. Let's go. Perfect. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So, um, excellent. Well, that's. I mean, that's an amazing look back into into history for sure. And yes, uh, we exactly. do have some some of those magnums coming on our next order. We ordered, I think, five or six vintages worth. Um, so that'll be really exciting. Um, but what looking forward? What are some of the future plans for Olay? I know you've had some some big plans since you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the the biggest uh, challenge for me is. Um, after uh, having worked uh, in the vineyards uh, strongly for the past three years, uh, I am glad to, uh, to start the organic conversion from this year. Excellent. For the, all the vineyards in Arbois, so it's going to take uh, three years to go. So, but it's uh, a great first step. I'm very glad for. Uh, thanks to the work the team uh, done in the vineyards and uh, the investments we made as well uh, in materials, in uh, machines, etc. So we are very glad to, um, to, to announce that uh, we are now on track to, uh, to, to, to convert our vineyards. Um, there is as well a, a plan to, uh, to replace some of uh, very old vineyards uh, to, um, with, with new plants, for sure. Mm. And um, the, the third, uh, the third uh, big, uh, big project um, that we initiated in 2018 Uh, was to um, to start uh, working with uh, with no sulfates in maceration, uh, naturalist of course, uh, to wake up a little bit our red wines. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've seen uh, uh, you know from what I've tasted, it's it, the wines have been uh, incredibly vibrant and lively um, from the red. So uh, I'm excited for these new vintages for sure. Great. Glad to hear. So yeah. um, we, we didn't uh, go the wrong way. So that's good. Good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good. Going to, taking steps in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, well, I also wanted to, to thank uh, you and Ellen for you've 
provided some amazing content throughout the uh, the years for us. We have that. Uh, there's a really great uh, geological annex that you've created um, that I, I'll share with the team when we post this podcast. Um, just diving into some of what we touched on uh, with the the uh, terroir of, of Jura and what makes it so unique. And then Ellen, I know you've put on a Van Jones seminars before. Hopefully you'll do another one here sometime in the, in the coming months. And with um, pleasure. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll send the link for Cedric's um, presentation he made. He visited with him in the springtime and he mm -hmm. took us into Roulet's Van Jones cellar and we made a really great little uh, YouTube presentation. So it's as close as you can get without tasting the Van Jones. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds lovely. Um, and yeah, so that's been great that you're, you're so engaged and active with those things and you've been a great resource. So, so thank you for, uh, for all of your help in spreading the, the gospel of, of Jura. It's easy Merci, when the Chris. wines are so delicious. Thank you so much. Chris. Exactly. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I, um, you and all the team to travel to Jura whenever you we will be able to do so. Um, I, I hope soon. Uh, there is no better way, as you know, Chris, than uh, visiting the vineyard uh, to uh, to fill it. So the, the doors will remain open for uh, all Jura wine lovers. Excellent. Well, okay. uh, we will definitely have people taking you up on that when it's uh, when it's appropriate again. Very good. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Uh, Thank you. And I look forward very much to. Uh, to working with you in uh, Northwest Pacific. Absolutely. Well, well, hopefully we'll have you out here at some point. Very good. Merci, Chris. Yeah. À bientôt. Cheers. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Ciao.